Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Here are your headlines. Voters in Mendocino County will get another March primary ballot after there were errors on the first one sent to voters. A vendor error caused Mendocino residents to receive Republican ballots for the first supervisorial district. That included people who registered as Democrat or Independent and those who live outside the district. Katrina Bartolome is the Registrar of Voters for Mendocino County. We have processes in place to ensure that we only process the corrected ballot. If you return both the first ballot with the error and the replacement ballot, we will only process the corrected replacement ballot. Integrated Voting Systems, the county's election vendor, is now mailing out new ballots and picking up the cost. In Riverside County, the Temecula School Board is holding a special meeting today and could decide who will replace a board member who resigned last year. A dozen candidates are looking to replace Danny Gonzalez, who had been a member of the board's Christian conservative majority. If the board can't come up to an agreement on a replacement, a special election would take place. The board has come under fire for its push to ban critical race theory, and efforts to force schools to notify parents if their child is transgender. The board's president is facing a recall in May. California Insurance Commissioner Ricardo Lara has promised sweeping changes to try to fix the state's insurance market and convince companies to offer more coverage. Now he's released proposed rule updates. To explain, here's KQD's Danielle Venton. This is the first of several packages of rule changes planned for this year. The Department of Insurance says the goal is to clarify and modernize what insurance companies have to submit to get rate changes approved. The current requirements can be a source of confusion and delay and are one of the problems companies have cited in dropping coverage in California. Major insurers, including Allstate, State Farm, and Farmers Insurance, have been trying to reduce their liability in the state after heavy losses from wildfires. A public hearing on the changes is set for March 26. For the California Report, I'm Danielle Venton. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. KQED. 
And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. These days, it seems like everyone is talking about Prop 47, that 2014 ballot measure that lowered the penalties for drug possession and shoplifting from felonies to misdemeanors. Retailers and prosecutors are collecting signatures for a November ballot measure that would roll back some portions of the law. And lawmakers have introduced more than a dozen bills to tweak it in some way or another. My KQED colleague, politics correspondent Marisa Lagos, has been covering Prop 47 since it was on the ballot and has spent the past six months digging into what the measure's impacts have been and why it's such a lightning rod for criticism. Marisa, welcome. Hey. So before we get into the impacts of Prop 47, let's go back in time and tell me what this was supposed to do. Well, Prop 47 was put on the ballot just a few years after the U.S. Supreme Court ordered California to reduce its prison population. And I think that ruling, you know, these very overpacked prisons combined with falling crime rates um, really was leading to this feeling in the state that the tough on crime era had gone too far, that it was better to spend money instead of on incarcerating people on things like rehabilitation. This is what that measure did. um, But it was always controversial. And it was disliked by a lot of people in law enforcement from the get go. What's interesting is that my reporting actually found that overall statewide, we haven't seen a huge spike in shoplifting since Prop 47 passed almost a decade ago. Uh, The latest state numbers show a slight decrease decline, with, of course, you know, some difference depending on what city you're looking at. If that is the case, why does it feel like shoplifting numbers have really just gone through the roof in recent years? And I think all of us have seen like goods locked up in stores. There are so many viral videos on YouTube of these shoplifting sprees and these mass robberies. I mean, we've seen all of that. So how do you square that with what you found? Well, you used a a word that's important there, robberies. Those smash and grabs, those big sort of viral videos, none of those fall under Prop 47. They're not simple shoplifting. Those are often crimes that include some force, violence. But I will say this. I think that there's a lot of underreporting. I think a lot of retailers have thrown up their hands and decided it's not worth it. And the likelihood of being arrested for shoplifting has fallen significantly. And that matters all because from decades of criminology research, we know that the likelihood likelihood of getting arrested is really what deters people. It is not the severity of the punishment they would face, but whether they would get arrested in the first place. So what has been the impact of Prop 47 on California? There's a few things we know. Raising the dollar threshold from $400 to $950, so essentially saying you have to steal over $950 to face a felony, there's absolutely no evidence that that in itself has increased theft in California or anywhere else for that matter. And a lot of states, more conservative states like Texas, of way higher felony thresholds. We also know that the measures saved the state over $800 million in prison and jail spending. And that money has gone into reentry programs at the county level with incredible success rates. So the money that they've invested has done what it was promised to do. 
But no law, no piece of public policy is perfect. So are there problematic things related to Prop 47 that you found? I did. One thing that could definitely make a difference is changing state law to make it easier to charge people who repeatedly go in and shoplift small amounts. Right now, it's just too hard under the way the law is written for prosecutors to really go after them to the full extent that they would like to. I also found that there has been a big drop in participation in drug courts. And so I do think that we've seen um, those numbers decline and those programs are helpful. It's not clear, though, that we need to go back to voters to fix those problems. The governor's already proposed a tweak to state law uh, to make it easier, for example, for repeat offenders to get charged with a felony. And some counties are doing really creative things to get more people into drug courts. I'm going to keep reporting on all that, and I'll be digging deeper into a lot of those issues in the coming weeks ahead. All right. That was KQED politics correspondent Marisa Lagos. You can read her entire investigation into Prop 47 at kqed.org. And that's this edition of the California Report for Tuesday, February 13th. We are a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Hint. Fruit-infused water with no sugar or diet sweeteners with more than 25 flavors, including watermelon and pineapple. In stores or delivered from HintWater.com. The James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at Irvine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy works to create a cleaner, healthier, more secure world for all, on the web at theschmidt.org. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find the link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as like the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts.